0: Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with lips and ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-ads.com. What's going
1: on, Jermaine Johnson? Tune in to Turn on the Jets Podcast. Hey, this is Vinny Pasquantino of the Kansas City Royals. Make sure you tune into the Turn on the Jets podcast. Everybody, welcome back to the Turn the Jets podcast. I'm your host Will Parkinson at Will Paul Eleven on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Joining us Packers Week special guest Tyler Brook, author of uh, the Science of Football, covering the Packers, podcasting, writing the whole nine yards, and coaching high school football. So, Tyler, how are we doing today?
2: Uh- Tired, maybe? That's a, that's a mouthful, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> we're reaching the tail end of high school football season, but uh, what an awesome experience it's been. Uh, but I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me on. A pretty interesting week, all things considered. Uh, not the matchup I would have expected at the beginning of the year.
1: Yeah, I think, uh, I'm, I don't know who said this week, I want to say uh, it was on Good Morning Football. They're like, this is not what we were expecting this matchup to be uh, four or five weeks ago. I thought this matchup was going to the year something that it's probably gonna be Packers four and one, maybe five and zero. Jets probably one and four, two and three. Kind of, kind of seems like a pretty heavily favored Packers game, even if you're the most optimistic of Jets fans. I actually am at the point now where I think this game is a lot closer than people are giving it credit for. And oh the yeah, Jets, they, Jets actually, I think match up pretty well. Uh, all things considered with the Packers. Let's kind of, I guess, rewind to last week and just kind of last couple of weeks mm. with the Packers. Obviously, crazy offseason. Rodgers comes back. You'll find no bigger Rodgers fan than me. So, obviously, I'm happy he's back and all that stuff. Devontae gets traded, which kind of looks like a lose-lose for both teams right now. But I guess that's a whole other discussion. And <laughs> um, Packers invest again heavily on defense. All these young guys, you know, me and you saw uh, <laughs> during the draft process. And it's been... I'd say it's been rocky. Um, some of the metrics are favorable to the Packers, but generally speaking, this defense has not performed up to expectation. The offense is kind of Aaron Jones dependent, in my opinion. Like, when he doesn't yeah. play well, they don't do well. So, I guess, kind of give me, like, what your thoughts have been on the first five weeks, obviously. We're not used to the Packers being three and two at this point. Usually it's four and one after a crappy week one loss like last year.
2: yeah. yeah. Well, I think defense probably needs to be where we start, right? Because um, all the talent in the world, it's not producing. Um, the stats are pretty skewed. Like one of the big things that was standing out before that London game, uh, this team had not given up a third down uh, conversion on third and eight or longer all season. Um, I guess one of their bigger issues, though, and the underlying of that was just that they were rarely getting teams into third down teams were consistently converting on first and second um, big issue seems to be schematic. If you read Ben Solak's article on the ringer talking about this, uh, it pretty much sums up everything as far as Joe Barry, the defensive coordinator and what's going on there. A um, lot of quarters coverage, a lot of cover three looks to try and like throw people off. But at the same time, it's just, it's too many guys, deep uh, missed assignments, uh, lack of execution. Um, and they're just giving up a ton of route, uh, ton of yards in the passing game on crossers. Um, other thing that's kind of concerning for that defense, big step back from Devondre Campbell, first team all pro last year, looked like the biggest steal ever. They give him a huge contract extension and he, he's just a step slow right now. Um, so that's a pretty big loss. You know, there's things to be excited about. Uh, you'll see the secondary plays pretty physical. I like to think that it's one of the more physical secondaries in football. It's just that they're not being put in man very often. Um, they're asking to do a lot of these soft drop coverages, um, and then Kenny Clark's still a monster, right? Uh, Rashawn Gary's having the best start of his career. So, you know, again, the talent is there schematically. There's just a lot of questions. And, you know, if as far as Packers community, like Joe Barry is firmly on the hot seat.
1: Yeah, it's, it's funny because I feel like the last couple of weeks there's been a coordinator or something the Jets have played where, um, you know, usually it's a, one of the Jets. Uh, <laughs> no, the, Jets <laughs> yeah. the first couple of weeks it was... Jeff Holbrook's on the hot seat. Obviously, you know, we go to Pittsburgh and Matt Canada, who's probably a bottom two or three play caller in football right now, is on the hot seat, didn't produce well. But, um, yeah, you mentioned Devondre Campbell. It's interesting. You watch it on tape, and I thought the deal was a good deal. It made no sense that he, like, kind of – it was like how the Packers not going to get this done. Campbell was awesome last year. And then just not been great. Um, I feel like the safety play overall for the Packers, something that was a strength, and it hasn't been – Particularly strong. Obviously, Jair Alexander's a stud and Stokes and um you know Rasul Douglas and all these guys. Douglas had a couple of penalties last week or the week prior, where it's just like over and yeah. over again the same penalty. But you mentioned the crossers and um I believe the Packers are the worst team in the NFL right now, EPA per play against play action. They're like the best defense in the league. When it's not play yeah. action, then play action, they're the, the worst the Jets the last couple of weeks have been the heaviest play or second heaviest play action team. And it's where Zach Wilson's oh, fantastic. Where Zach Wilson's looked his best. I think they were like 67% play action last week, which or something like that, which is insane. Um, why do you think there's so many issues in terms of like their deep crossers and some of this play action stuff? Cause usually if you're in a softer zone, like, that stuff shouldn't really be working. And that's usually a you know a man beater when you run like play action cross and things like that.
2: Yeah, I know you see a lot of miscommunication, like Stokes particularly is something I've seen, whether they're doing cover three or cover four drops, he tends to get committed too far outside of where his drop needs to be. Campbell's drifting uh, and not getting to where his spots need to be. There's a lot of miscommunication on trading off routes. Uh, You'll see that pretty often. And one of the bigger things I'm seeing, which is a real unfortunate development, is just that Darnell Savage is taking a step back rather than a step forward. Um, I'm trying to think. I believe he's on the final year of his first year deal. I think maybe he got that fifth year option. If I'm correct, maybe that's next year. But regardless, um, it's been every year since he was a rookie. Like, man, when this guy figures it all out, you know, he's a heat-seeking missile. Um, he He can hit like crazy. He has good coverage skills, but, you know, when you, as soon as he starts losing that step, even a little bit, um, he's just not a productive player and he's back sometimes a detriment. So um, that's, that's being a, that's having a major issue on the
1: defense so far. One other thing I wanted to kind of mention because there are two things actually, one, you mentioned already, Sean Gary, Kenny Clark, that defensive line, um, you know, Preston Smith as well. They still get after it. Um, it's going to be a, a pretty big battle up front, but do you think a lot of the run game struggles they've had so far have to do more with like the second and third level players, or is it just like, I don't know. It's weird. It's like, I don't, I know the Packers have tried to address this for a long time. They obviously, they went Quay Walker and it seems like he's struggled so far from kind of any metric you look at, you know, obviously he's a rookie linebacker, this stuff happens, but I think they're 23rd or 24th in, in yards against rushing. And the Jets obviously want to run the football. So do you think that's, is it that in the play action where the Packers are going to have to kind of have a much better performance this week in order to kind of get a W or is it, is there other things you're focused on?
2: No, run defense is a big concern. That's shown up at pretty much every week, it's felt like. Um, and the the big problem is, is outside of Kenny Clark, there's no real value-added run stoppers on that defensive line. Dean Lowry um, had a great year last year uh, as far as a pass rusher, but was a liability against the run. And now, you know, you're not seeing him do either. So that's becoming a real problem. That's, they that's brought good. in Jaron Reed. Yeah, yeah. They brought in Jaron Reed um, in free agency, which was a kind of uh, – under the radar move and you know he shows flashes from time to time but still you know not a value add in the run defense one of the guys to keep an eye on number 93 daryl slayton or tj slayton um he showed some real flashes last week he was the as a rookie last year out of florida um just shows some real quick shock and shed against blockers like getting disengaged getting in the backfield making plays um he did that a lot last week so maybe it's an opportunity for him to get some more snaps as a run stopper Um, but yeah that's not good and like we've already talked about you know Quay's still trying to figure things out get comfortable in the scheme and then Campbell's just a step slow so when you combine all of that you know it it becomes a real problem trying to stop the run
1: that makes a ton of sense and you think from you know I guess Packers perspective thing they're going to want to take away from Zach obviously I assume is you know some of his use of his legs and things like that but um, I know Connor and Joe had mentioned this on Badlands but you know Zach's been pretty efficient right now with a lot of these deep outs and deep comeback routes. Like I'm curious how much Zach's way better against zone right now in his career. I mean, yes, last week he was Mm -hmm. better against man, but um, I'm curious how much what the Packers do here because all the success he's had is clean pocket against zone. And it's like, I'm not sure I'd want to sit in zone against Zach right now. I think I'd want to put pressure on him until he figures out. he's like the best quarterback in the league in a clean pocket, probably the worst quarterback outside of Baker without a clean pocket. So, um, Sean Gary is a big game. You could see, um, kind of muddy the waters. I want to transition offensively because mm-hmm. Packers have obviously, again, I am a huge Aaron Rodgers guy. I will defend pretty much anything he does. Well, not anything he does, anything on the football field he does. Um, I'm, like, I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna get into the politics or whether it's good or bad. Um, you don't want to have an ayahuasca conversation? No, no ayahuasca conversation like I'm down for. I just don't want to get caught up in the uh, – Yeah. I'm, yeah, whatever. But um, <laughs> he's still efficient, but the offense is just so – I don't want to say boring because that's like – that sounds disrespectful, but it feels boring. It feels like it's run – when they have the most success, it's a lot of runs, and Aaron Rodgers, you know, take deep shots, but the deep shots are obviously a less efficient play, so then they go back to – and Rodgers pulling a bunch of run plays and throwing Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb 600 passes a game and not trusting the other guys. Um, I guess, kind of big picture through the first five games. Do you feel like they've struggled offensively or do you feel like they're just not? They're just a different offense than we're used to without Devontae.
2: Yeah. What's really confusing is they still rank near the top of the league in explosive plays. Yeah. I know. It Makes uh, no sense. Yeah. Uh, well, their run game's kind of been recreated, you know, a lot more pony package, which is AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones on the field at the same time. Um, They move a lot of pin and pull and like outside run schemes with that um, instead of their traditional inside zone. Um, And they've seen a lot of success with that. It's asking a lot of guys like on the interior for their reach blocks, Um, but you're you're seeing some success with that. I think the biggest problem with the offense right now is when is Aaron Rodgers bought into calling the plays and when is he trying to freelance? And at this point in his career, um, he can't freelance like he used to, right? Um, So you can see in like first half of the Giants game or second half against the Patriots, like when he's bought in, he's going through reads, making those uh, throws and then trusting in his running backs. The offense looks great. It's pretty much unstoppable. I mean, the second half of the Patriots game uh, at one point, I think he was 12 for 13, like just incredible efficiency. Um, But then you'll see these things like the probably the best way to describe the Packers offense when it's the most frustrating was the end of that Giants game. Giants drive 91 yards over I think it was like 10 minutes right and score a touchdown tie game Packers can you know take a lead Uh, and Packers fans knew it was coming Uh, it was three straight incompletions two were deep shots to Lazard where he just tries to force something it was a 16 second drive they punt defense is gas from basically like a 10 minute drive on the field get scored on for a touchdown again game over Uh, those are where the inefficiencies come up where just Rodgers wants to throw the deep shots to try and win the game in one play. Um, and then they become a problem. So I think he needs to start realizing that at this point, you know, you're not going to be that every play anymore. You're, you're not the same player athletically. Uh, and one of the biggest indicators pointing, in one of my colleagues at Acme Packing Company has pointed this out. Um, look at his lack of rushing attempts this year through five games. I think he has three rushing attempts. Um, and that's just a massive drop off from his previous seasons
0: Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-ads.com.
2: He used to be able to stand plates with his legs. He used to be able to take off downfield. That's just not there anymore. Uh, And that's one of the biggest indicators of a, you know, a star quarterback and regression.
1: Yeah, well, we can, you're not going to be on the show next week, but when we talk about Russell Wilson and the fact that he's been kind of trash for 18 months and he refuses yeah. to run the football um that's part of why rogers usually be like, the, rogers until probably this year i guess really was where i want zach to get to in terms of it's three four rushes a game it's usually inside the 20 or on third down you know your three rushes for 15 yards a game and a touchdown every every three or four games is where you're in the red zone you pull one or you make a guy miss yeah. rogers does his classic pump fake six times and guys pull up and you know yeah, every part time of, part of the freelancing stuff and you know, this is obviously a broader discussion. I'm sure you've had a million times, but, you know, part of what made, has always made Rogers amazing or Mahomes or Allen is this, is the off-platform stuff that take comes with timing and the relationship you have with the receivers. And yeah. they haven't gotten a lot of work with these guys, the young guys. They don't know yet. They're not used to the NFL. And Rogers used to be able to just kind of do freelance and then Devontae or Randall Cobb or Jordy or whoever, they, you know, they're going to be there. They've been in the league for a long time. They get it. Um, I was surprised they went, they doubled up at receiver in the draft and not like in the first round, obviously. And again, broader conversation, but I had a lot of concerns with Christian Watson. I thought he was a really nice prospect, and I I got the hype, but same, I did as well. But but the biggest concerns were like he's an older receiver with with drop problems, and we've obviously seen that already. Now he's become this like quasi like he's in the game, he's getting a jet sweep, and like everyone knows it's coming, and it's like maybe like the Jets have had that problem at times with Braxton Barrios where like Braxton's really good at getting like two yards out of a negative four yard play. But generally speaking, you know, if he's in motion, like, Oh, cool. Here we come. Like, here it comes. It's the same play. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you a little bit about kind of the Packers when they, seems like when they have a lead or they start fast, they're unbeatable it's becoming a thing now. And again, I defend Rogers a lot with this, but it's becoming a thing now where like when they get down early, they just don't look the same and they get forced into some like bad situations. And the fact that they're coming back from London, the sea legs usually come hit in the second half. We saw it last week. Would you say that's probably honestly the biggest concern this week is like if they don't start fast and then their, their legs are shot from a week ago, but like, I mean, I don't think it'll happen, but like, is that not something you'd be concerned about?
2: Oh, you have to be concerned about it, especially, you know, the choice to not take a bye after London is uh, I get why if they like their later bye weeks. I'll be honest though. Um, I was looking through a little bit of jet stuff um, before we hopped on, wrote something for active Packing company. My biggest concern is the offensive line against that defensive front in New York. Um, I absolutely loved Quinn and Williams coming out of the draft. I thought that guy was a game wrecker um, from what it seems like he's finally hitting his stride. Play and they i mean dexter lawrence last week completely obliterated the inside of the offensive line for the packers uh very worried that um quinnon will do the same especially to royce newman who should not be out there uh, at this point um it's the tape is bad you know for a team that's prided itself on offensive line depth and all this stuff the fact that you know they're not willing to uh, make that move quite yet is concerning to me Uh, but you guys also seem to have quite a bit of edge depth that this
1: year am i wrong no, no, it's a lot. It's okay. the Jets have yeah. got last week, for example, again, Dolphins a lot of beat up, but Carl Lawson had, yeah. had seven or eight um, pressures. Quinn Williams had, I think, six. John Franklin Myers had seven wow. or eight. Bryce Huff had, jeez. Bryce Huff had three or three on 13 snaps or 14 snaps. Like they have a lot. Jermaine Johnson likely won't play this week. Um, oh, I, wow. Okay. I, I would be surprised. Um, he had an ankle injury, didn't practice yesterday. So I don't, we'll see, but. Um, yeah, there. The first two or three weeks, it was the edge presence was Bryce Huff wasn't active and it was kind of just Quinnon on his own. Carl Austin was coming back from the Achilles. Mm. I think he you had know, the last two or three weeks, his win rates in the 30s or 40s, which is obviously quite good. The only thing I would say is, from the Packers' point of view, right, if they run the football well and Rodgers gets the ball out quick and runs the plays the right way, like it should neutralize it to some extent, but obviously Bakhtiari, Jenkins coming off major injuries. There's a, there's a lot there, even, you know, at least yeah, from blind. eye. obviously I'm prime time every week. So everyone's used to it, but.
2: Yeah. Jenkins uh, was the one that's been more surprisingly bad to start the season. His, you know, his legs are not under him yet. I will say last week was probably his best game, but being back looks a lot more comfortable out there. I'm hoping that continues if it doesn't, He's such a little player. Uh, I would rather just see him move to right guard where his lateral deficiencies right now aren't as big of a problem while he gets healthy. And then, you know, they've got like a billion tackles right now. Yash Nyman, who's been splitting reps with Bakhtiari. Don't name. ask me about that situation. I don't understand that uh, situation of splitting reps at left tackle. It's very strange. But they also drew some rookies, right? Rashid Walker in the seventh round, Sean Ryan. Uh, I want to say that was the third round. Like some guys that should be able to theoretically play right tackle um Zach Tom but you know coat. it seems a little love Zach Tom um he looked pretty good in the preseason uh he was out there in week one when John Runyon got a concussion he was playing guard which is not something I believe he played at Wake Forest it was either center or tackle he did okay um I think the moment was a little big uh, especially your first game um, but you saw some of the stuff there right um It's frustrating for a team where their offensive coordinator, Adam Stinovich, was the O-line coach last year, and he did a remarkable job mixing and matching through all the injuries. And now when guys are coming healthy, they're not doing that anymore. And that's a little confusing to me because of how well it worked in the previous seasons.
1: The only other thing I wanted to mention, you hit on it before with Rodgers and the freelancing stuff, and obviously it's one of back-to-back MVPs. He's won four, probably should have won a fifth. Yeah. he talked a lot in the offseason, and I, th- I find it really interesting the Jets run a very similar offense, obviously, you know, not only just mm-hmm. because of Matt, but like the whole thing, right? Like it, it all makes sense. It's the same tree. Then it's the same siblings. There's there's a whole thing there. But Rogers talks a lot about, you know, we struggled year one when that system and then obviously got was in superhuman the last two years he's like, I don't love the idea of motion. I don't love how it messes up protections. I think some, like, and all this stuff he was on, he was on PMT or whatever it was. And he was just talking about mm-hmm. how he doesn't love a lot of stuff in this scheme. He's a West coast born and bred guy. Yeah. Is it like fair to say that sometimes that stuff, like it's frustrating when you look at what the stuff that's happening, if he's freelancing and it's like, dude, the offense is meant to be run this way on purpose. And like, if you just do it correctly, yeah. it'll work. Is that probably a frustration of Packer fans a little bit this year?
2: Yeah, it's a frustration because I think the biggest reason why it's so frustrating right now, the reason he could get away with that under LaFleur in previous years is he had no receiver to help bail him out, right? I'm not saying, maybe is not the right word, but like when you have a player like that, you can force feed him and it's not going to hurt you. Who is that guy now that he trusts? The guys that he trusts right now on the roster are Tunyon, Lazard, and Cobb. None of those guys are world beaters. I think they're fine players. They're just not world beaters. Um, So he has to get that connection with other guys. He has to get them involved. Uh, we talked a little bit about Watson, the guy that Packers fans are excited about, and understandably so, is Romeo Dobbs, looking like a fourth round steal. Um, he's worked his tail off in the preseason and training camp, he's getting the ball, he's scoring touchdowns, he's setting up his teammates for touchdowns as a block or two, which is not something we saw in Nevada, um, his skill sets really developing so, if the Packers don't bring in any other names i know everyone's talking about odell beckham or all these trade rumors it's the packers they're not going to make any of these moves just going to say give it it it. up. it's not going to
1: happen
2: it happens every year um but dobbs is the guy if the pack if the offense is going to get going he needs to take that next step we saw it against tampa like he he had a phenomenal game i think he caught all eight of his targets and he had like 80 yards and a touchdown when he's involved in the offense it moves um very excited to see what he can do it's just a matter of can Rodgers, you know, put pride aside with some of these throws where, again, think about that three and out. Who were the two guys he threw to? Lazard and Cobb. Um, and the fourth down batted past in that game. Like, they ran There's a clear guys open. four dogs. There's guys on the other yeah. side that were wide open. Yeah. Very frustrating. So, it's just, I think this has to be a wake-up call. And if it's not, I mean, you can pretty much kiss any chance of being a Super Bowl contender goodbye. But, like, I will say that if, if it's a silver lining, you know, you... From all the press conferences and the stuff LaFleur's talked about, like he recognizes the same things fans are upset about. So if he can get buy-in from the whole team, like it 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 the things that they're worried about are correctable. And if they do get corrected, it's a Super Bowl contender again.
1: Yeah, look, I think like we sound very negative at the Packers and like the Jets have their own deficiencies. Um yeah. the one other thing to watch, I tweeted it out, LaFleur highlighted it. I think anyone that's watched the Packers in the last two years, Amari Rogers puts the ball on the ground probably every third time he touches it. <laughs> And, yep, the, J- and the, J- the Jets are one of, if not the best special teams unit every single year in the NFL. Justin Hardy's no. a Pro Bowl-level player. He punches the ball all the time. I would be pretty surprised if you don't see one at least close call on Sunday on a punt or, or a kickoff where the Jets are just punching at everything. It may lead to a big return, frankly, because when teams get overly aggressive, it goes one of two ways. Um, but I, I think you'll see that. Kind of one Jets question for you, obviously... And they cover the mm. Packers and do all that thing. What are your impressions been as Zach through? He's obviously, uh, you know, through I guess season six, game fifteen, going into game sixteen here starts. Just from the outside looking in, what have your kind of impressions been as Zach? Um, you know, following along here, going into uh, going into this game.
2: I mean, it's kind of the progression we expected, right? I, you know, aside from injuries, injuries are unfortunate part, but you know, absolute gunslinger with ridiculous arm talent that just needs to limit the turnovers and the mistakes. And I think we are seeing that like that's that's a big sign of emotional maturity from a young quarterback um it's not always going to be pretty with young quarterbacks and I think too many teams either force them into bad situations and then pull them too quickly um or are too hesitant to even put them out there so I think sometimes you just got to take your lumps man figure out what you've got um and if you have the right mindset for that that's where you can really you know succeed and take the next step so uh I still think it's too early to make a judgment call but the fact that he is starting to show those signs of improvement, I mean, for Jets fans, how can you not be excited about that?
1: Yeah, no, 100 percent. I joke today. I wouldn't mind seeing on Sunday uh, the Jets Packers 2018 game, but go in the opposite direction. You know, Sam went for like 350 and three touchdowns. Rodgers yep. went for like 505 <laughs> touchdowns because it's a stud. Even though it was probably the worst Packer team in the last like decade, and he still threw for five bills. Um, that was the I think Joe Philbin was the interim head coach for that yep, game that game was uh fire. that was a, that was a crazy game um I did and, not enjoy watching that at all <laughs> I, it was probably it was most, kind of fun but. it was fun as a Jets fan because the season was gone and like all of a sudden Sam got hot and all these like whatever it was it was wild but um want to ask you don't have to give an exact score prediction but what's kind of the gut feeling going into Sunday and and did the Packers kind of right the ship here and as Roger said kind of do this thing where they get hot and win nine games in a row and everyone forgets about the early season struggles because I do think they'll get better as the season goes on the young guys should get better better chemistry and like the Packers in week 13-14 I think is a team that no one's going to want to mess with whether they lose or win Sunday Um, I just don't know in week six if the Packers are a team that people are really that scared of yet
2: yeah I agree I mean I think the two predictions I have in my head are either that they take an early lead and then let it get way too close at the end, or they get punched in the mouth early and then have to scrape by for a win. I think either way, I think they come out on top. Um, Cause it is a home crowd. It should be a pretty nice, pretty nice fall day in Lambeau. Um, I think the crowd's a little antsy. So um, I'd say within a touchdown, I think either way, Packers fans aren't going to feel as satisfied as they would like to. Um, but I'm not discounting the jets this year, man. Um, that defense has some real players um thought they did an excellent job drafting sauce Gardner's already looking like a stud um zach wilson's healthy yeah there's a lot going well for you guys and uh i think you guys should be excited for the franchise um i'm sure there's always optimism but especially this year it feels a little different it's cautious
1: optimism now now everyone's <laughs> yeah. like if they like if that's like, weird jets... from jets fans i'm good yeah. no terrible. it's <laughs> it's look they're in a weird it's kind of a house money game for the jets no one's expecting them to go in and be in lambo uh, everyone's like oh they beat Skylar thompson and you know Brissette and Trubisky and Pickett, like whatever if the Jets go in and land Lambeau they're four and two with Denver who looks awful and New England next before Buffalo and yeah. the bye the Jets are five and four or six and three at the bye with the schedule they have out in the second half of the year they basically play the whole NFC North they do play the whole NFC North other than the Packers and the Jaguars and the Seahawks like it they have a chance here so I'm curious what's going to happen I'm I'm not going to get my prediction yet but I'm leaning right now like a 27 to 23 type of situation Packers probably scored late or something of that nature yeah. but the Jets have irrational confidence with their corners and their D-line so it kind of seems like if Zach doesn't lose them the game right now and the D-line and corners eat they'll win and if this is the first time Sauce and DJ Reed don't have a fantastic game or whatever uh, you know it's still Rodgers it's still Lambeau that's why it's kind of hard to pick the Jets but if I was looking at it of yeah. like a soccer situation of like form for anyone that watches soccer like you'd be picking the jets um, realistically if you took away 12 and uh, 12 and the Packers logo um, obviously make sure you guys are following Tyler on Twitter make sure you guys are you know we got to i got to take a peek into some of the stuff on the book um it's something really awesome obviously the science of football um i believe i'm sure you can get it anywhere you you can buy books yes, um but tyler d brook uh, on twitter and, and socials i assume and um yeah appreciate you coming on and you know obviously we'll have to do it again and uh, get a look on sunday
2: yeah, thank you. I almost said "Go Pack Go" to sign off, but I was like, "Wait, wrong podcast." So I'll be careful with that one.
1: No, <laughs> no, nah, nah, you. Hey, man, you gotta, you gotta do what you gotta do. But uh, no, I appreciate you coming on. And uh, guys, we'll be back on Saturday or Sunday. Depend. Not sure yet if I want to drop a, a early game day one or what we'll drop it on Saturday. But we'll be back with one more episode this week.